This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. Today, family, the title of tonight's Solid Talk says, Is the Internet Keeping You Single? Now, I'm not married to this topic. I don't know if we're going to go a full hour with this topic. If somebody else got something more pressing that you want to talk about, let me know, because I definitely got some other issues that are on my mind. But for some reason, this one was the most pressing this week. It was like when I was thinking about what to talk about this week, I couldn't really shake this unction to talk about this particular topic. So I want to get into it, but I'm not just talking about only relationships. I just want to ask the question that you see at the bottom of the screen here. Is the Internet good or bad for humanity? Because recently I've just been thinking about if the internet is possibly the worst thing to ever happen to humanity, right? I know that might seem pretty extreme. And I'm talking to obviously aside from the fall in, in, in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, that was obviously the worst thing that happened to humanity. But um, I'm just, I'm really asking this question because I want to explore this a little bit. So as it relates to the title, Is the Internet Keeping You Single? What made me think about this a couple months ago, I was taking a walk, just getting some exercise, clearing my head. And I was thinking about how I would be if I did not have the Internet. And when I say the Internet, I'm talking about social media. I'm talking about a big one for me is YouTube. I spend a lot of time on there. I spend a lot of time on social media. And I realized that I have an addiction. I'm just going to come out and say it. I suffer from social media addiction. This is something that I don't know if you want to say it's off and on, or if you want to say it's, it's recurring or, or if it's just always been there and I haven't been delivered from it. But what I realize is I'm able to do the extremes. I'm able to take a month off of social media. I'm able to even take two months off of social media and YouTube. And, and when I say off social media, I'm talking about like TV, all of that, you know, I, I'm able to do that. So it's not like I'm so bound that I'm not able to function. But what I find is anytime I go back, there always seems to be this inability to, to have temperance, to have self-control. And we know that temperance is a fruit of the spirit. So I'm always having to put in these uh, safeguards, these boundaries. I'm always having to put in these this, these rules, right? about governing myself and my time on social media. And so I was taking this walk and I was really thinking about why I feel so compelled to watch YouTube and scroll through social media all the time. And I realized that if I didn't have it, I would be lonely. I'm just going to say it real plain. If I didn't have this substitute for human interaction, me being in this house by myself, uh, you know what I mean? Just, just no, no kids or nothing like that. No family, just me. Okay. I would be in a place where I would probably feel lonely right now. 
I'm not on here to cry victim or be, oh, I'm so lonely or anything like that. We have the Lord. And what I realize is the more that I'm immersed in the Lord, the less I feel that way. But usually when I'm having these 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 stints of uh, social media binging, right, I'm not really into the things of the spirit. It's almost like Sister Judith said, I, I put out a question earlier today. What do y'all want to talk about tonight? She said fasting and spending time with the Lord. In a way, I'm talking about this tonight because the Bible says that the small foxes spoil the vine. Right. And so this 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 Internet thing and everybody might not experience this. This might just be a me issue. It might just be a few of us. But. It's a small fox in a sense that is not inherently sinful. What do I mean by that? I mean that there's nothing in the Bible that says that you can't be on YouTube or can't be on the Internet. Right. But the Bible also says that we aren't supposed to allow anything to have mastery over us. And what I'm realizing is that to a certain degree. Right. Um, there are moments where I feel like this has mastery over me. How do I know that? Well, uh, one of the reasons that I identify as being able to know if you're addicted to something or not is uh, if you hate it, <laughs> but you still feel compelled to be on it, right? Um, if you hate it, but you still feel compelled to uh, be on it. And this is exactly how I feel about Instagram. On Instagram, this is probably one of my most love-hate relationships because I get on it because we're relational creatures. And I feel like this internet, what it does is it serves as a placeholder where we want to relate to humans. So it's like, okay, in our minds, it's kind of wired. Well, there's a human, there's a human. So we go on here, we relate to a human. You might have some friends on Facebook. You might have somebody you're DMing or something like that. Whatever the case may be, we go on and we, we feel like we're relating. But the question is, are we really relating to these humans? But you, I go on here, I see all these humans doing human stuff. I laugh at a few jokes. I scroll through. I might even see some encouraging scriptures, right? You know what I mean? But it's like now they bombard you with all of these advertisements. And all I see is just people. I see a few things, actually. But one of the main things I see is people constantly giving life advice, <laughs> <laughs> like constantly trying to tell other people how to live, stay away from these people. They're toxic. Uh, you know, you got to be for yourself. You got to live your life here. Are five steps to do this, 10 steps to do that. And it's frustrating because, and this is probably another topic for another day, but it's the same thing over and over again. And I'm like, if y'all, if this was really working then you wouldn't need to have it repeated over and over again. So what people are really lacking, people are really lacking power. Okay. We got more than enough wisdom, more than enough knowledge, more than enough information. Uh, so all of it's not good wisdom, knowledge, and information, but there's more than enough. What people are actually lacking is the power to do it. But anyway, I go on here. I feel really, uh cool for a little while and then i just get like really frustrated with it and i just close it i give myself this 10 second rule i'm gonna scroll down 10 more times and if i don't see nothing appealing i'm closing it out and then maybe like 10 minutes later i open it up again 
<laughs> and so that's when I realized that it's a bit of an addiction. And so when I asked the question, is the Internet keeping you single? What I'm really at suggesting is if this were 1990. Now, some of y'all weren't even born in 1990, but if this were 1990 <laughs> and there was no Internet. In order for you to have fellowship with humans you would have to go out and do something and it wouldn't be this thing that's at your fingertips occupying uh occupying your time occupying your your energy right and giving you access to this to this stuff at your fingertips you have to go out you would have to form healthy relationships you would have to form um, all of these different type of things, and it wouldn't be to the point of addiction. And on the flip side of that, you would act if you were lonely, you would actually feel lonely. You know what I mean? You would actually feel um, as though you're missing something. But with the internet, this is the the what I'm throwing out here. You guys can bounce back. Let me know if you feel the same way. I'm gonna throw the link in the chat. But what the internet does, and this microwave society is it gives you what you uh, instinctively and inherently need, but it gives you a light version. You know how they have a Facebook light or you might have an application on your computer and it's the light version, meaning that it's not really the full version. It's just enough to kind of get you by and do the bare minimum. This is like the light version of interpersonal relationships. This is the light version of something that's available to entertain you at all times, right? This is the light version that's given to us as a distraction. So I'm just asking this question tonight. You know, if we were really in 1990 and we didn't have any of this stuff, how would we feel? Now, you don't necessarily have to feel none of us should ever really feel lonely in Christ, whether you are on the Internet or not, honestly, because if we're doing the things of God and if we have that relationship with the Lord, we really shouldn't uh, feel that way. OK, we, we should not feel lonely. But even when God created Adam, he said it's not good that man be alone. So there's a difference between lonely and alone. Right. The Lord should be with us. And this goes to the question about spending time with the Lord. We should be spending time with the Lord. And if we're doing that, we shouldn't have these feelings. So I personally need to say I need to spend a little more time with the Lord. Right. Um, because I need to get to the place of being about the father's business. You know, being about the father's business. Another thing this can do. I'm just going to rant about the Internet for a long time. If y'all got something else you want to talk about, go ahead and talk about it. But another thing this can do is it can allow you to live vicariously uh, through other people to make you feel productive. Right. <laughs> um, it's a consuming thing. It's not really geared for production Now you can put out production. You can uh, put your business on there. You can do all of these different type of things. You can utilize this as a tool, which is probably the healthiest way to do it. But. What it also does is it kind of um, it's a thief. It's a thief of time. OK, it's a thief of productivity. It's just a thief. So I just want to know how you guys feel about this. 
I'm asking a question tonight. Is the Internet good or bad for humanity? Obviously, we're streaming right now on the Internet, so it can be used for some good. But to be quite frank with you, um, <laughs> if it, if we didn't have it, I'd probably just be like just a saint doing. Maybe I'd be on the street corners more. Maybe I'd be evangelizing more. Maybe I would have a church building by now. You know, maybe maybe this makes us feel like we're doing more than we're actually doing. You know, Elon Musk recently uh, has been trying to purchase Twitter. And he's on the verge of doing it. He's in a position to do it. I think there are a few hangups that, that he's kind of ironing out right now. I think he's trying to verify the amount of bots versus real users right there's apparently are a lot more fake accounts on twitter than he actually realized so maybe he's weighing out if it's actually worth the investment but that being said there's this huge outcry about elon musk having twitter why is this it's because the public square has moved from being uh, wherever it used to be, we don't even remember where it used to be, right? <laughs> but now the public square has been moved on the internet. And now we have this idea that battles are fought and won. Schools of ideas, schools of thought are fought and won on the internet. I'm so-called passionate about something. I'm going to go on the internet and make a post. I'm going to voice my opinion. And I'm going to be doing a... a might be a short film about this soon about what is true passion right um because somewhere along the line we feel like if we change a, a, an avatar or a profile picture to support ukraine or to do blackout tuesday or to ha have awareness about some topic I, I what is awareness i just want you to be aware let's just be aware <laughs> i don't know if our generation knows how to fight battles Right. I don't know if we know how to fight battles. And I think what is really happening is a lot of things are being done in real life. And a lot of us are being distracted in many areas of our lives, whether it be romance, whether it be time allocation, whether it be um, social issues. I'm not saying that that the internet isn't the public square. It is the public square. But basically when you go on these days, it's an echo chamber, right? It's, uh, you know, you go on to a, 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 a person you follow, you support, you like, they reiterate and regurgitate things that you already believe. Occasionally you might realize something new, something helpful, something beneficial, occasionally you know what i mean you might learn something and really the idea best case scenario is that you learn this stuff in your echo chamber and then you go out and you encounter somebody face to face to be able to persuade them in a way that's for the greater good however it doesn't always work that way a lot of times you learn something and you just post it on your wall and Somebody scroll right past it. All these different things. Like I said, I'm just venting tonight. But what I want to do is I want to go on here. I want to do two things. First, I want to read the scripture I pulled up. First uh, Corinthians chapter six, verse 12. We're going to pick up at verse nine, though, just for context. 
This is Paul writing the church at Corinth. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of our Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. Look at what he says in verse 12. All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. I want to key in on this phrase real quick. But I will not be brought under the power of any. You know what I mean? And he goes on to talk about some stuff specific to this church in verse 13. Meats for the belly and the belly for meats, but God shall destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God has both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up, excuse me, raise up us by his own power. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ. Excuse me. Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. So he's really talking about self-control. He's really talking about temperance. He's really talking about being set apart. He's really talking about not letting anything on that list that he said above, but even in general, become your master. He says, I will not be brought under the power of many. Um, excuse me, of any, excuse me. Why is that? Well, it's because we can't serve two masters, right? Either you're going to love one or hate the other. And so what I'm doing this month, I'm doing Moderation May. You know what I mean? I'm doing, my goal is to have more time off of social media than on it. So I'm doing four days a week of no social media. And then I treat myself to three days. That might still be a lot, right? But <laughs> but the goal is to gain some sort of temperance and the goal is to um, gain some sort of productivity. And so what I want to do now is read a few comments and welcome everybody. Uh, God bless you, Sister Deidre. She says, the internet is great for business. However, not so much for relationships, romantic friendships, etc. I agree in general. I think overall, if we look at the fruit of this thing, which is new in the, in the grand scheme of humanity, right? It's been with us for a little while now. I'm back in the days of AOL sending you a disc to your house. You put it in your computer, you're dialing up. Okay, you got to hear that little AOL sound doing all the computing to get you on the internet. You can't use the phone while you're on the internet, right? If somebody calls you, they will knock you off the internet. That's how far I go back. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely old school with it. Um, but then it was new. You know what I mean? It was it was brand new. And uh, like anything, like television, like newspapers, it can be used for good or bad. And so I agree with DJ. It's great for business, right? That's where you can get a lot of business there. But interpersonal relationships, friendships, romantic, 
Now, people have people have gotten together off of the internet, right? <laughs> but there's been a lot of people who met on the internet and it didn't work out. So I mean, it's like with anything, you know, that even with ministry. Okay, it's good for ministry, but then it's, it's bad for ministry in a sense of there's a lot of false prophets on the internet. But in a way, you could argue it's a little bit more convenient because there's a lot of false prophets that have churches, you know. Uh, so which is easier for me to visit somebody's church, meet these people. I have to go here uh, several weeks and maybe the first couple of weeks he said something really good. Maybe the third week he said something a little questionable. Maybe I go to Bible study, he say something good. Then he, then maybe like three months in, he says something that I totally it, it's totally against the Bible, right? Versus me just finding somebody, binge watching them for about two hours, and just oh, this is a false prophet. Let me just keep it moving. These are just things to consider. I think it's pros and cons to everything. She says, life is lived off the Internet, in my personal opinion. I agree. I agree. I think that we're more whole of a person when we're able to. Um, to appreciate what's before us. To reach out and touch somebody, you know, to hug somebody. And this is a lot coming from me because I'm not particularly. I, I don't I don't really consider myself that social. But maybe I'm a little bit more social lately, later in life than I have been in the past. Right. Um, but, yeah, I agree that you got to reach out and, and touch somebody. You got to pick up the phone and call somebody. You know, that that's the way that things are done. Imagine how many relationships have been squandered, broken through text messages, through misunderstandings, miscommunications. But then you guys ask the question, was that even real in the first place? B says, social media anxiety for me, not addicted. Thank God. Praise the Lord. It's an amazing thing. And I think with anything, it really gets to the root of it. You know, the root of it. For me, it's like, okay, what's the root of me uh, going on and scrolling? It's because I want to I want to see some humans. I want to entertain, be entertained, right? That's the surface level. But then in the grand scheme of things, maybe it's just like, okay, in my humanity, in this moment, I would like the convenience of being able to relate to a human. You know what I mean? Maybe that's just what it is. So I think it really gets to the root of things. Deidre says, the enemy designed the internet for distraction. It's all by design. You know, it's so interesting that you say that, sister, because... We call it the Internet now and we call it social media now. And Internet is already kind of a strange word. Internet, something you get caught up in. But before it was termed the Internet, if if you're old enough to remember the original term, it used to be referred to as the World Wide Web. Now, it's always been the Internet, but it was also called the World Wide Web, which is why when you dial into something, www.bestbuy.com that www at the front of that stands for World Wide Web. Now, uh, if you want to get really conspiratorial about it, <laughs> uh, the W 
in the Hebrew letters, I believe, is Vav. I could be getting this wrong, but it's basically like the uh, the number six or something like that. And so some people were making the argument that the Internet really is like 666, Vav, Vav, Vav. And you're really kind of entering into this this space, like you said, Deidre, that's, that's designed for distraction. You know what I mean? Moni says, it's a way of life, life on the internet. It certainly can be. God is good. Yeah, anybody want to weigh in on this? I know this is not like a super heavy topic. It's it's almost not even really a super spiritual topic, but it is because, as I mentioned before, the small foxes spoil the vine. And I believe that this is a real thief. You know, this is a real thief. I'm, when I wake up on these days of no social media, two of my days are Saturday and Sunday. I'm not going not, I'm not even going to fake like I'd be waking up like, man, I'm going to have a lot of hours to just do stuff. <laughs> and really, I got stuff to do. You know, what I mean, I have things to do, uh, which is good. And I just need to do them. You know, I can go to the gym. And all of this different type of stuff, you know, prayer, praise and worship. Um, so it's just a matter of crucifying the flesh. Moni says people probably had better social skills back then. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's there's a. Um, I believe and I've spoken on this before, I believe our generation, when I say our generation, I'm kind of talking about the millennials and then maybe the the people that came after us. We're a bit delayed in our progress in life. We're a bit delayed. We, um, in my opinion, you know, folks are doing things much later, right? Much later. Now, there's different schools of thought as to why this might be. Uh, people are marrying later. I think I saw a statistic. The average age of men getting married today is 34 years old but back in the day i think it used to be for a man it was 29 years old uh let me see if i can find this it's, it might be a little bit hard for me to find these statistics but i heard a, a podcast mentioning this lately or recently i should say okay so uh you know, take these with a grain of salt. I'm literally just um, <laughs> just clicking on the first website that I that I've seen, but not even just with that. Just the whole concept of adulting being a thing, the whole concept of leaving the house later, the whole idea of everybody going on the internet to try to give each other advice on how to live what it really is a reflection of is a lack of fatherhood because most of the stuff that people are going on the internet trying to listen to somebody else about life coaching advice is just simply a reflection of an absence of parenting and um it's it's kind of tragic it's kind of tragic but uh but that's what it is um that's what it is 
I'm trying to see. I see some statistics that are talking about what the ages are today, the average age of marriage today. But I'm trying to see if there's something that can tell me what it used to be maybe about, let's say, 10 years ago. But I'll pull this up temporarily, right? Um, this isn't the full picture of what I want, but it'll do for now. Okay, so this is 2021. Well, this is kind of relating it to the pandemic, right? Um, it says the average age of marriage for female participants in 2021 was 33, while male responders married at age 35. The average age of marriage in the U.S. therefore falls at 34 years uh, however, there was a difference in average age between those who postponed their wedding. Okay, so this this is related specifically to the pandemic. Um, I don't think it's that important. I think we all pretty much can tell from anecdotal experience, right, <laughs> that folks are just marrying later. And I really think that has to do with entertainment. I think entertainment is detainment. Entertainment can be detainment right it detains you it captures you i don't think it's a good thing i do i participate in it right but but i acknowledge that it's not a good thing Deidre says with the internet most people don't put in the effort to build meaningful and solid relationships that's a great point and to your point i want to ask this question i wonder how much of people coming to the realization that other people are toxic has to do with not putting forth the effort to actually get to know somebody. I think there's a few things behind that. That could definitely be an option. One of one other thing could be that we're kind of at this age where people grow apart in younger ages people become friends over superficial issues. Oh, you like purple. I like purple. We best friends for life. And once real life hits, you know, once, once things like values and, and uh, what's appropriate or not, okay, you still turning up and you still doing, living that wildlife. I'm not trying to do the wildlife no more. Once uh, trajectory starts to hit, okay, I'm I'm trying to advance in my career. I'm trying to be about my business. Maybe I have a family. It, it's like people separate in that way. So I think one reason why folks think everybody's so toxic is just because of natural separation. And we're just experiencing it on the internet now as opposed to experiencing it individually in real life. But also... I think it's the exact point that you made that things today are a lot more superficial, right? Things today are, 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 don't have any effort. You know what I mean? There's, there's not any effort and that's not a good thing. Not a good thing at all. <laughs> I don't know if this dude's serious or not, but you know what? I'm going to throw that comment out there. Cause I, you know what? You might just get, which the Bible say you have not because you ask not. Bro Bobby, I don't know if he's brother Bobby or not, says I'm here looking for a chocolate chick 
to make my life complete. You know what I mean? <laughs> Listen, Bobby, um, you do your thing. You do your thing. Glory to God. I, I hope most of the women here, I think, are saved, right? So hopefully you saved as well. You know what I mean? I just had to throw that out there. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> Bible say you have not because you ask not. Man, I'm a. Uh... Yeah, I just saw something I want to get to in a minute. I might, I might switch the topic, but let me see what y'all talking about on here. Uh, okay. Okay, I see where I left off. Okay. B says, social media reminds me that there will be a social credit score. Technology is getting so weird. Yeah, we can talk about that in a little bit. I believe they have something like this in China already, a social credit score. Um, these days are coming. Moni says, I feel sorry for the generation that was born during social media. They don't understand how good life was before it. I agree. I agree. People used to go outside. You know, if you wanted to play, I mean, it started with the video games too, but if you wanted to play video games, you had to go over to your friend's house. People used to have sleepovers. You know what I mean? Nowadays, you just you can't just have your kids around anybody and all that. Not saying you could back then, but it just seems like like people are so all over the place now that um, it's just a lot riskier. You know, kids get into things that your kids might be exposed to things that your kids are not exposed to. So your kids can't even always have the right relationships. Right. This is why we talk so much about equally yoked when it comes to marriages, but it's just good in general to be equally yoked with believers because your kids might be believers. I mean, excuse me, your your kids might be able to become friends with other kids who are believers and they will be somewhat along the same moral grounds. But if you send them off to school, public schools especially, it ain't no telling what your kid is going to go in there and learn, not just from other kids, but from the teachers, because now the teachers feel like it's their responsibility to raise your children when in actuality, all their responsibility is, is just to teach. Right. But that's that's another topic. We might talk about that in a moment, too. We'll see. But, yeah, life was great before social media, man. I would love the, the 90s, maybe a teeny bit of the 2000s. Right. <laughs> but definitely. The 90s, it was just better. You know what I mean? I, I it's, it's a you had to be there type thing. And kids are growing up now with a cell. They come out the womb with a cell phone in their hands. So parents just have to be intentional about screen time, right? But it's kind of hard to do that if we're battling the screen time as well because the kids going to see you always on the phone and then they're going to also always want to be on the phone. So. I don't have kids, but um, if I had them, <laughs> I would like to think that I would be intentional about less screen time, but it's easier said than done. It's easier said than done. You know what I mean? I've watched people's kids before, and I used to be one of those people without kids that was like, oh, if I have kids, they're not even going to watch that much TV. 
And then, you know, I watch the kid and it's like, sometimes you got to put them in front of the TV just to like be able to function yourself. Maybe it's selfish. I don't know, but that that's up for parents to decide. But I would, I would, my goal would be to definitely minimize their screen time and to even minimize mine even more. Cause you got to think by that time, you'll be a, a husband or a wife and you got kids the internet wouldn't even really be your thing for real. You know what I mean? It's like, like, what are you, what are we doing with our lives? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what's the real meaning of life? Everybody doesn't need to have a family and procreate, but I kind of feel like the people who are really living are the people who are married with children. You know what I mean? I really do. Like, I'm not envious of them. I got stuff going on myself. Uh you know, music and, and ministry and books and stuff like that. But even still, I feel like those people are really maximizing life. But let me ask this question, since this is getting a little bit redundant. Um, what do you guys think about raising children in today's society? How do you feel about that? Because I'm going to be honest, I go back and forth with this. And I've written a blog about this a couple years ago now, just about, uh, I shouldn't use this word, but fears that I have in raising a kid in today's society. Now, I know to a certain degree, we as parents or the parents have a responsibility of controlling your kid's environment, controlling what they're exposed to. But we're in a very real situation in this country right now we actually are going through a baby formula shortage as we speak now what's the reason for this there's a few reasons for it i think the main reason is one of the main companies that makes this formula has some type of uh, outbreak similar to e coli and basically because of this outbreak their parents who are having trouble getting formula from the stores and the stores are having to ration out the formula right now. I mean, you want to talk about stress, okay? This is real. Imagine you have a an infant or something or a baby. You're trying to feed your baby. You might not be a mother who can breastfeed or maybe the baby doesn't latch on or whatever, however that works. And so what are you going to do to feed your baby? So, I mean, that's just literally a practical issue that we're having today uh, because of that company and that, that situation. But then also, even before that, we were having food shortages in this country, supply chain issues, all because we have an administration that I believe is intentionally here to destroy this country from the inside out you know, uh, from the inside out. I believe that that's what it is. Um, if I wasn't talking about the whole relationship thing tonight, the other topic I was going to talk about is this question. Is democracy a failed experiment? But I might save that for another, for another talk. Um, Be agreed. She says life without the Internet was better. I enjoy breaking out with a dictionary and encyclopedias to learn. Also busy making my friends 
uh, see, yeah, making friends, jumping rope, skating, awesome memories. Absolutely. Yeah. I had some encyclopedias. I had the 1992 Encyclopedia, <laughs> Encyclopedia Britannica. Some folks don't even know what that was. But before you could just look up something on Google, you had to actually go to a book and search it in alphabetical order. And then you had to research it, you know what I mean, and, and get the information that was available. Marty says, I remember back when chat rooms were popular. Yeah. Now I think more so than chat rooms, people have uh, like Reddit, um, Discord servers and stuff like that. So it's all kind of the same stuff. Marty says, social media is not good for people who have anxiety and depression. Well, the suicide rates of these teenagers now is higher than it used to be. And we got to ask the question, why is that? You know, Sister Sharon motivating you to win ministry. She said something um, that when she said it, it was just so funny to me, but it was true. It's probably not going to be funny to y'all. But she said she was talking about people getting depressed on the Internet and like committing suicide from being bullied on the Internet. And she was just like, just log off. <laughs> like if you're if the internet is that bad of a place just log off and she wasn't trying to be funny i don't even think she was trying to be facetious i literally think because i mean she's a woman over 50 so she's you know older than uh, some of us i literally think she was puzzled as to why folks don't just log off um but that's what it is you know i've been bullied on the internet before <laughs> you know it is what it is you know what I mean? I wrote about that, too, in one of the blogs years ago. Thank God for forgiveness, because I definitely was going to. If I... <laughs> Let me not say that. Um, I wasn't going to com commit the S word and that like that. I wasn't saying that. But, you know, I was going to take matters into my own hands, you know, but um, I had too much to lose. So Moni says, I feel like taking a break from social media calms our mind because we're not consuming so much at one time. There's something to be said about silence. There's something to be said about silence. I saw a meme on the internet that was a joke, but it was kind of true. It was talking about Elisha, excuse me, Elijah in the Bible. It was talking about Elijah after he had that showdown with the prophets of Baal and he was on top of the world. And then Jezebel found out about it and she was basically made a threat. Like the same thing that happened to you, that happened to my prophets, that's going to happen to you. She just wasn't intimidated or anything. Elijah got upset. You could argue he got a little bit depressed because he started complaining to the Lord. Lord, it feels like I'm the only one out here doing this. It feels like I'm doing all of this and I'm not reaping the benefits. And what the Lord did was he he sent like some... uh some wind right i need to go and look this up so i don't mess it up but the lord basically sent all of these different things and he was like uh the lord is not in the wind and he was like the lord is not in this and and what it really was saying right is he was saying that the lord all right 
is not in the noise. He's not in the noise. Let's look at it real quick. Let's go to First Kings chapter 19. This ain't a controversial, uh, solid talk tonight, family. But look, I don't want to come on here every week and tell you how the world is ending and society's collapsing. <laughs> I mean, it's true, but I prefer not to do that every week. So I just kind of want to come on here and just pose this question, get you guys feedback about the Internet. But let's look at this scripture real quick. This is First Kings chapter 19. I'm going to pick up at verse 9. Now, this is right after Elijah fleed from Jezebel. Let me make sure y'all can see it. Yeah, y'all can see it. And he came there unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said unto him, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I've been very jealous or zealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains, and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. All right. And after the wind was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And what was left, it says, and after the fire, a still, small voice. Verse 13, and it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entering of the cave. And behold, there came a voice unto him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down. Thy... So he still hadn't got it yet. He said the same thing, thrown down thine altars and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only am left and they seek my life to take it away. So how does God respond to Elijah? Look at this. And this is where the joke comes in. I haven't said the joke yet from that meme. But it said, uh, and the Lord said unto him, go return on thy way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when thou comest, anoint Haziel to be king over Syria. And my bad. And Jehu, the son of Nimshi or Nimshi, shalt thou anoint to be king over Israel. And Elijah, the son of Shaphat, of Abimeholah, shalt thou anoint to be prophet in thy room. And it shall come to pass that it, it shall come to pass that him that escapes the sword of Hazael shall Jehu slay, and him that escapes from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. Ye have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have, yet I have left me 7,000 in Israel, all the knees which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which has not kissed him, right? Um, 
I'm trying to see something because I uh, the joke. I think I missed the joke. <laughs> uh, but somewhere here, I think Elijah had taken a nap. Oh, okay, it was above it. My bad. <laughs> okay, my fault. So the joke is that Elijah got upset and the Lord literally told him to eat something, lay down and take a nap. Okay, he told him to eat something, lay down and take a nap. So it's kind of up here where um, when Elijah did flee from Jezebel, I should have started this from verse one. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But basically, verse five says, and as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, arise and eat. Okay. And he looked and beheld there was a cake baking on the coals and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and laid him down again. So he he literally fed him and then told him to take a nap. Well, he took a nap. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time, touched him and said, Arise and eat because the journey is too great for thee. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat for 40 days and 40 nights unto Horeb, the Mount of God. So what I was trying to really say in that, right, <laughs> is that there's something to be said about silence. You know what I mean? Um, I did a spoken word piece a, a year or two ago. When silence becomes beautiful when silence becomes beautiful and um we need to appreciate that and that's why i appreciate this moderation made that i'm doing where i have these days of silence you know now i've been a little bit sneaky because i've been playing words with friends as my my substitute to uh you know have some human interaction but i'm thinking about cutting games out as well on those days so that i'm not uh doing a parallel and trying to substitute you know, sometimes we got to we got to cut it off. The Bible says if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Right. Um, we got to be intentional about these things. Sometimes we got to take the precautions of discipline and self-control until we can get to that place of operating in it normally. Right. So I totally agree. Yvette says, struck me once the word media can relate, uh, can be related to the Spanish, my day, like the enemy wants to use it to control our days. Wow, that's an interesting take. I don't, I didn't really take Spanish, but I, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Moni says, I feel like we're delayed because life is so much more complicated, uh, excuse me, competitive these days. Now, that's interesting. I would like to know. A little bit more about that expound on that a little bit for me Moni because um I mean I could I could see it you know uh here's the thing about competition the Joneses have always existed there's always been a joke keeping up with the Joneses and, and, and this goes to my original topic of tonight is the internet keeping you single another way the internet might be keeping you single is the illusion of options now, y'all know I'm on record of saying I believe a lot of reason why folks aren't married as much today is because we have too many options, right? <laughs> Back in the day, you only knew who you knew. So, you know, you knew you grew up in the town. Y'all had 30 people in the class, 15 men, 15 women. 
you know, okay, let's say y'all had uh, 200 people in your graduating class, 100 men, 100 women. You know what I mean? It's probably like 10% of them women, like 10 of them were just out of this world fine. And then the rest of them probably were just nice looking women, right? Um, You just pick from who you pick from. You went to work, you met on the job. Y'all got married there. You went to church. You went to college. You just met somebody in real life. You didn't have this illusion of options, right? But now, um, and, and there's always been tall, dark, and handsome, right? And there's always been 30, 36, 24, 36. But now we scroll and we see that. And so that's that's another latent form of competition, either in the sense of the illusion of options or in the illusion of maybe you look at this stuff and you feel like you're not adequate. I look at some of these uh, makeup transitions on Instagram and I'm just flabbergasted. <laughs> I mean, it make me feel better not preferring girls that wear a lot of makeup because I look at what some of these women are able to do when it comes to uh, looking at them on a before picture and they'll do it. They'll do it right in front of your face. You know what I mean? It ain't no filter or nothing like that. They'll show you exactly how they do it. And I mean, you're looking at like this woman over here, you know, God bless her. She might have some skin issues. She might like if you was rating her on one to 10. Not to get into all this, but let's just say she probably be like a four. And then by the time she finished all that makeup, literally, she's looking like a like a dime piece. And it's just amazing that that that's even possible. Right. But why is that? It's because there's a psyop that's being done on women to make them feel like the only way I can be beautiful is to look like this, this person that's on the, in the back in the day, it used to be the cover of the magazine, but now you just pick up the phone and you go to the explore page and it's every other woman on there. Looks like she has a BBL or is cake full of makeup and everybody who falls to the, into that trap ends up looking the same. You know, literally they all look the same. Like it's the same look, same spirit, just look the same. So um, it's important not to fall into that trap. But I mean, there's competition in that sense. But there's also been just the idea of keeping up with the Joneses. Maybe things are more expensive today. Maybe folks want to become more established. There's a lot to really to really consider. So that's why I want to know a little bit about about your take on what you what you mean by competitive? Sister Pat says that as technology continues to advance, so will different social media outlets. The distraction is too real. Well, we know the metaverse is around the corner and I've talked about that, so I won't get into it right now, but you're right. It's going to continuously evolve. You know what I mean? It's going to continuously evolve. I'm trying really hard not to get a TikTok. <laughs> I don't really want a TikTok, but sometimes I feel like a TikTok might be useful for business, you know, uh, ministry, especially music. So try not to get one. I think the thing that's holding me back, I heard something about TikTok, the Chinese spy on you or something like that. So it's kind of helping me not to get one as much. 
But if it weren't for that, I probably would have gave in and gave one. I did good. I didn't get a Snapchat. You know, I, I didn't even understand the concept of it when it came out. They were like, you post a picture and then it's gone 24 hours later. And I was like, what's the point of that when it first came out? But then they did Instagram stories, which is basically you post something and it's gone 24 hours. Now I totally get it. So usually when they put something out, they know that it's going to be successful. Like they're analysts. There's there are people who study this stuff professionally. They know what's going to, to flourish and what's not. B says, definitely a distraction in the internet. Uh, it sucks you in and robs you of so much time. Yeah. It's like calories. You know what I mean? If you want to be strong, if you want to be healthy, you got to you gotta not take in too many more calories than what you burn. And uh, internet, most of the time, is consume, 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 consume. So we become weighed down. We become fat in that sense and uh we have to have just as much output you know we gotta we gotta work on the things that the lord has for us whether it be something business whether it be family whether it be your career whatever yvette says but it's crazy i found this ministry with the search and now years later i quote know you but really feels like a virtual reality yeah you know that's and that's one thing i i like and dislike about this type of platform. Um, I so I have met people off of here over the years, you know what I mean? Um, just by like chance or just by you know, just fellowship, right? Um, but then it's kind of one of these things where somebody can be on here consistently and then they just disappear, and you don't really have any insight. All I can do is pray for them. But I might not even know if they're alive, right? Somebody on here one time told me that they were not feeling well or they had COVID or something like that. And then they just stopped coming on. And then I emailed them and they never emailed me back. So I don't know if they're dead. I don't know if, uh, if you know, maybe I said something to rub them the wrong way. I don't know if they just might have moved on because a lot of times, you know, and because I do this with ministries, there might be a ministry I listen to a lot and then I kind of get the gist of, of it and I don't listen to it as much. So it's just a stepping stone in my walk. And that's OK. I understand that for some people, this is like a place to be planted and have fellowship. And then for other people, it might be just like, oh, he helped me in that season and I'm at peace with that. But then at the same time, it's like, um. Like you said, it, it it's it's a it's a really interesting thing, but I really do appreciate um the times where I have been able to meet people off of here for whatever reason. You know, recently I got to see um I, I don't think she would really mind me saying I got to see Miss Clark graduate law school. That's what I was doing last week when I was away. You know, a couple of us drove down and saw her uh walk the stage. And it was a beautiful thing. So I try to do that. I try to sew in the time in person. And this ministry is going to continue. It's going to go on. But to be quite honest with you, I really do believe that uh, this ministry in the very near future 
is going to get much more tangible. It's going to get much more um, evangelical. We had a good streak of like going out and doing outreach and then kind of the pandemic hit and it took away our rhythm and we haven't really gotten back to that rhythm. But I do believe that that rhythm is going to come back. That momentum is going to come back. I believe that um, that uh, this ministry probably is going to start pivoting more toward uh, what I want to do is offer you value. Okay. I want to offer you, I don't want to come on here because it's Thursday night and it's 7 PM and I have solid talk and I need to find something to talk about. I want to have a conversation that when you click it, you're going to watch it and it's going to give you value or it's going to give you something to think about. Same thing with Bible study. So uh, there's going to be like more visual things other than me sitting here with these headphones on. There's going to be more um, like exposés. There's going to be more think pieces. There, there might be a few documentaries. There's going to be more um, artistry. And I might put that on here in place of a solid talk one week or in place of a Bible study. Not that those things aren't beneficial, but I want to do something that that uh, that allows people to learn and grow in different ways. My goal is to just add as much value as possible. And I realized the main way to do that is just to do what grew the channel in the first place, which is, is to just simply die to self, commit the channel and the ministry to the Lord, and then let him use me. You know what I mean? Let, let myself be an instrument because anybody who gravitated toward this channel, or well, well, most people who did, I'm hoping <laughs> gravitate. I look, I ain't that attractive, right? So if you gravitated to this channel, it's because hopefully you felt that the Lord was speaking to you. All right. You felt that the Lord was speaking to you through this ministry. And so that's what I want to do. I want to have this be a ministry where the Lord speaks to you. Um, so that's my goal. And I realize a part of that is uh is really uh dying to self, being about the father's business, and not being preoccupied with the internet and stuff like that, which I admittedly has been a distraction for me. And I think the reason why it's been such a distraction is because. As I said earlier, it's not inherently sinful. You know what I mean? Um, it is inherently sinful not to spend time with the Lord, but you don't really always look at it that way. So I see a lot of comments. I'm gonna read a few more, and then we're gonna call it a night. Let's let's uh, keep going. I'm just gonna kind of pick up randomly. Um, Trinity said this channel has always brought me much edification. Praise the Lord! I'm glad to hear that. Um, that's an amazing thing. And I praise God for that. I praise God for that. Ashkenazi says, Greg is one of the few true Christians on YouTube. I've researched most of them and 99.9999% are fakes pushing false doctrine. Well, I appreciate that as well. <laughs> I appreciate that as well. You know, I, I'm trying to be uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to fulfill the Lord's calling over my life. 
I do believe that this ministry is a bit delayed. I'm just going to come out and say that. Um, but I know that that starts with me. And so there, there's a greater level that I need to get to. I know folks come over here and see me. Oh, you oh, you do Bible study. You do science. Man, you do so much. You do music. Yeah, okay, I do a lot. But I could do more. You know what I mean? I could do more. And then there's some areas that I need to just tighten up in general, like what we're talking about tonight. So, um, so yeah, pray my strength in the Lord. You know, that the Lord's will will be done, um, that I would preach the gospel and not be a castaway. I'm working on a song right now. It's called Castaway, and it's about how I don't want to preach the gospel and be a castaway. Um, song is is fire, by the way. It'll be out hopefully before the, before like the fall, right? Uh, Deidre says, I still go to the library and buy physical copies of books. Is something about going to places and physically interacting with others. Absolutely. I agree. And that's that's one of the things I appreciate about the gym now. Like I can go to the gym and just see humans. Uh, yeah. Trinity said that goes to everyone here. Much love to you all in Christ Jesus. Yeah, I appreciate that. And maybe one day, Lord willing, you know, we might have a conference or something like that. Um, but I just know, I just know, like, I gotta, I, I just gotta, I got more death that I need to do where, where my entire life needs to be solely concerned about the advancement of the kingdom. I know what that feels like because there, there have been moments in my walk where all I cared about was the advancement of the kingdom didn't care about anything else and then i've had moments where i've gotten lax you know what i mean where um what does it say uh i, I forget the scripture but one scripture says that you can't look back once you put your hand to the plow so you can really tell when the lord's hand is over someone and or, and he's using them because it's like they're their whole uh like like 24 7 it's just like all they care about is the lord and the advancement of the kingdom i feel like when i had that laser focus the timing was off because i didn't have the maturity and so i had the zeal but i didn't have the experience now i feel like i have the the experience but now i need the zeal so i'm in the place of of, of restoration in terms of the zeal, I still care, but I'm trying to be laser focused. Like I'm trying to, I'm, I'm telling you, there was a time <laughs> where, uh, like, I don't know what I did with my time. Cause I know there's definitely a time where I wasn't watching TV at all. I wasn't really on the internet like that. So I think I must've just came in the house and read the Bible. I don't even know what I did, but anyway, I want to get back to that. You know, I want to be like Kobe in the gym, four in the morning and he's not leaving until he makes 4,000 shots. That's, that's what I need in order for the Lord to, you know, fulfill, to squeeze all of the juice out of this orange. Right. But what do we need? We need love, uh, love for the Lord, love for our fellow man. We need hope. Cause I feel like hopelessness has been a, uh, has been a, uh, thief 
but the Bible says we have to put on the helmet of hope. What does that mean? It means that hope starts somewhere in the mind. Hope is a belief that what you're doing is not in vain. And sometimes y'all know how I can be. I look at what's going on <laughs> and I'd be like, like, uh, what's that guy? SpongeBob. Y'all remember that meme that was going around a little bit with SpongeBob was like, all right, time to go. <laughs> sometimes I'd be like that. And sometimes I look at other people talking so much on social media that it make me not even want to talk. Like, like I see so many people talking and giving encouragement or not even just Bible stuff, but just like this so-called life coaching. And I'm so tired of hearing other people talk that it's kind of made me not want to talk as much, at least like on, you know, other platforms. But, and sometimes on here, like, I'm just like, I don't even want to talk. You know what I mean? Like everybody got something to say, which is nothing I hate about the internet. I don't believe everybody needs a voice, but <laughs> I'm not going to get too deep into that. Cause then I'm gonna look like a real jerk. Um, but that being said, um, yeah, just want to be laser focused, but I appreciate those comments. So just pray my strength in the Lord. You know what I mean? Pray my strength in the Lord. This is moderation made, but I think I might end up keeping this, this, uh, this pattern that I have. Cause I think it's going to pay dividends in the long run. And I, I mean, that's what crucifying the flesh is. It's just crucifying it, like cutting it off. Yeah, Marty says she liked the physical books. Yeah, physical books. <laughs> Yvette says cut words with friends. Oh, no, LOL. <laughs> well, you can come get some of this work, you know what I mean? I want that to... because. I'm a little bit competitive, so um, I don't want to make no enemies. I go in there and beat you like 10 times in a row, and then all of a sudden you just, <laughs> Brother Greg exposed, you know what I mean? Um, wow. Books can't be changed. They can change whatever they want on the internet. Uh, Lucis Trust is an example of this. I'm going to have to look that up. I'm not sure. I don't know what that is. Yeah, so I think we kind of get the point. Um, I appreciate the insight. I'm going to try to get these topics out to everyone earlier so people might be a little bit more uh, encouraged to call in. You know what I mean? I know it can be a little intimidating, especially if you don't even know what I'm talking about until like 10 minutes before. But uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, that is awesome. God bless her in her new career. We need good lawyers. Absolutely. Yeah, we need this. And the school that she goes to is actually that she graduated from is actually a Christian school. And I mean, look, the, the graduation, I thought we was about to have some church up in there. <laughs> I thought we was about to have some church up in there. But in all seriousness, it was a powerful graduation, um, openly Christian school. One of the guys talked about how he had, like 20 years ago, he was ashamed to say he was eating trash out of a trash can and he was homeless. And uh, somewhere down the line, the Lord intervened in his life and he got to that point where this was his graduation day. So that was amazing. 
you know, that was another lady that uh, was talking about her experience at this school and how somebody maybe had asked her to join the school or, or, you know, enroll in the school or something like that. And she was like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to need a sign from God. And she went home from that meeting and saw this huge billboard of that particular school. And it said, uh, enroll in this school today because you asked for a sign from God. <laughs> so, I mean, it just really felt like the Lord's hand was in that. And uh, I appreciate that. And that's why I don't think the world is like imminently ending. We are in the last days, but the fact that the Lord would have her go to school and get that degree and, you know, tell her things that she'll be doing later on down the line says we got a little more, little more work to do down here. Same thing with me. A couple of things the Lord had told me that I'll be doing that I don't appear like I'm close to be doing at this moment. We got a little bit more work down here to do. So let's keep the helmet of hope. And uh, let that be motivation, right? Um, let's not look at this. It looks ugly, but looks can be deceiving. Don't ever stop doing this, brother Gregory. This channel is real unless the Lord says to. I appreciate that, Trinity. Those words really do encourage me. This channel is a breath of fresh air. I pray. Thank you. I praise the Lord for that. God bless you, burnished brass. Uh Glad to see my brother on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sister D says, praying for zeal in the entire body of Christ. We can all be more zealous for him and the kingdom. Absolutely. Tatiana says, I hear you, brother. I've been studying apologetics lately, a spiritual house cleaning. Wow. Man, good stuff. Good stuff. I appreciate the encouraging words, everyone. Um, Man, God is just so good. Just to round out this discussion. Um, oh, I didn't even know my sister was on. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to tell all your business, sister. But um, yeah, I'm glad to see, uh, you know what I mean? Um, everybody appreciate you and love on you a little bit. You know, uh, my sister, she, she will tell you, first off, God gets all the glory. You know, I appreciate that. I appreciate her for that. And, you know, she would let folks know God gets all the glory. So I've seen her put the time in. I've seen her put the prayer in. You know what I mean? I've seen her put the time in and put the prayer in. And it is inspirational. And so I, I, I praise God for that. Might even have my, have to have my sister on a solid talk one day. We'll see. We'll pray about it if she wants to. But, um, but yeah, it's an amazing thing. But yeah, just uh, to round out today's topic, this internet, is it keeping you single? This thing is a, uh, it's like a, a counterfeit form of companionship. It makes you feel like you're having human interaction. To a certain degree, you know, we kind of are. But um, it's not as an old old song you say, ain't nothing like the real thing, baby. This can't replace the real thing. You know what I mean? This can't replace the real thing. And I think that uh, what might be beneficial for us is to allow us to get to the place where we are alone. Not lonely per se. We still got the Lord, but alone. Because maybe if we 
feel more of that, um, we won't have the crutch. We won't have the um how do I want to say it? I mean, that's basically what it is, a crutch. Like this thing to kind of uh pacify you, you know, to pacify you. Maybe we would get a little bit more desperate. Maybe we would get a little bit less picky. Maybe we would get out and go to the library just to see some human. Maybe you might meet somebody at the library. Maybe you might meet somebody at the gym, at the church. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe it would just inspire us to become more tangible. That's one of the things I love about my brother, Nate, to a certain degree, my sister, Stephanie, as well. Nate and them and Stephanie, but especially Nate, he's a very tangible person. Like Nate will pick up the phone and call you. You know, Nate will physically meet. Um, he sows into people. He loves people. Um, and that's that's and, and, and his whole family is like that. And I just love it. I just love it. But listen, family, that's all I have in this uh solid talk today. I thank everybody for uh, just hanging out, chatting a little bit. I wanted to keep it light tonight. I didn't want to come on here and tell you that the world was ending and society is collapsing, even though it is. But <laughs> I just want to keep it light tonight. Um, as always, if you have other topics for Solid Talk, some you want to talk about, feel free to just email the um, contact info in the description box below. Uh, look forward to new things coming soon. I'll do announcements on Thursday. That's all I have tonight, family. Thank you for hanging out with me. You all take care and be blessed. Culture can't keep me in check. And from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid. I'm dropping knowledge. Wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working. His goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like it's a blunt object. Culture living godless, I can't even call it. We in the last days, Babylon is falling. Don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya Just walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh, only a the shell We say we trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, then I grow we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check and from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect try keep my sanity amongst calamity social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity pc culture on a mission and they try to cancel me but i know jesus gonna 
that keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty, no I can't handle me Not where I wanna be, but best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit, main event and slambery So I need them every day, this daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron, so I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here, but guaranteed the link in heaven The born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in